Hey Mamas, welcome to I See You Mama, the podcast where we talk mom to mom about the things that matter to us and the things that we're passionate about. I'm your host, Ariana Evans, and this is episode number 26. 26! Um, This week my guest is Mandy Wallace, back for part two of um, our beautiful conversation about the two years she spent... Um, on the road in an RV with her three kids and husband um, where she homeschooled her kids and they sort of saw um, a lot of U.S. the U.S. and Mexico and Canada while they traveled around and and did road school as she called it and um, so this one we're going to talk a little bit about things that she brought away from that her experience as a parent as a mom as a human and then Um, we'll kind of dig into what she's doing now and I think you're going to be excited about that to hear about it and uh, I can't wait for you to get started listening so um, just a quick uh, word if you um, really like what you're hearing I would love to hear from you Um, we are in more than 20 countries now which is crazy Um, that's really crazy to me (laughs) considering why we started just March of this year, and it's September. Um, so we're in 20 countries. You can always reach out on Instagram, which is I See You Mama Podcast. You can reach out on Twitter, which is I See You Mama Podcast. Or it might be I See You Mama. I think it's I See You Mama Podcast. And then email is I See You Mama Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook, which is I See You If you just search for I See You Mama the podcast, that's it. You'll find me. Um, You can leave me feedback, you can um, chime in with your own stories, you can tell me what you'd like to hear about. If you'd like to be a guest, I would love to have you on the podcast. Um, I want to hear what you're doing, and I want to hear what you're excited about. So, drop me a line in one of those multiple ways that you can reach out to me. I think that's four, maybe? Yeah, four. Four, There's four different ways that you can find me on the internet. So, um, reach out, and um, I'd love to hear from you. All right. Let's jump in. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for coming back and doing the second half Thank of you this. for having me. You're welcome. I was, I was so, like, sick when the whole thing crashed. I was like, no. Yes. <laughs> because it's so hard to redo it. Yes. Like, another hour of your time, another, like, scheduling and, Having a know. spontaneous discussion a second yeah. time. <laughs> unscripted unscripted and uh it's really hard to you know coordinate like it I have a lot of guests and like I'll have somebody in there like and my kid's vomiting so I can't I'm like okay this is how we roll Mm -hmm. like sometimes I don't have an episode and it's sort of serendipitously works out last minute and I'm like we have an episode hooray because I'll sort of like I call it shaking the bushes like who's gonna come and so finding someone who's comfortable talking about themselves (laughs) and then like nobody's vomiting and nobody has this or daycare or school or blah 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 Mm -hmm. so it's hard to find like to make the stars align Mm -hmm. like it feels like that sometimes I'm like okay Come on, stars. Work out for this week, please. But I've listened to several of your episodes, and I think that you just, like, really are mining gold. Like, it's just... <laughs> we were talking about this as I was leaving. Just, you know, the, the giving someone the space to kind of share 
their story in more than just a caption or yeah. a blog post or, yeah. you know, actually have like an interaction to get a little bit deeper. And yeah, I mean, I think it's really lovely. Like I felt really like <laughs> oh, I had like a really nice conversation with someone about what I've been doing for the past two years. You know, it's just really yeah. nice. I think there's power in being seen and heard and known. And I think as moms, we kind of push that down for the sake of like, well, we're going to grow some humans now and (laughs) we're going to be up all night and no sleep and covered in whatever. And it's a mess. And I think we get into a routine of like our needs and our thoughts come second. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's applies to moms across the board, but I feel like that's a common occurrence in the people that I know who are parenting. They start to feel like, do I matter at all? You know, like, Mm -hmm. especially if they're moms at home who don't have the benefit of, like, a paycheck to be like, hey, you did a good job. Here's some money. Mm -hmm. Like, I recognize that as a stay-at-home mom, like, I mean, Matt and I share our, his income equally, and we came to that arrangement on purpose. We chose this, Mm -hmm. but also it feels like, in my head, I have this little voice saying, well, this is really his money. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to justify hobbies or, yeah. like, for me, even, like, gym memberships. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's the first thing to go, and we need to save money. Like, I yeah. can't justify that. I'm not bringing in money, so yeah. I can't do that for myself. Well, and Matt is the first one to say, no, spend it, spend mm-hmm. it, spend it. Like, yeah, that's you true. go it's do internal. it, do it. It's totally it's, internal. It's me, like, mm-hmm. having to ask permission mm-hmm. to, to take care of myself, mm-hmm. like, to what do you think about me having like a gym? What do you think if I like tried the CrossFit place? And he's like, do it. What? I'm like, well, it's kind of expensive. He's like, just try, just, just go. Why do you always have to ask me? I'm like, because I have to have this internal thing where it says I'm allowed, Mm -hmm. you know, where I'm not, where I'm worth that, you Mm -hmm. know, that's my own struggle. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of moms are like, well, (laughs) let me take care of your needs, especially with multiple children. Mm -hmm. It becomes overwhelming and there isn't a voice your voice besides like pick that up pick that what are you doing stop hitting your sister like that's the voice that our kids hear rather than like hey I have a brain and thoughts and Mm -hmm. you know there are things that I'm passionate about so Mm -hmm. I'm really it's it's a gift to me to be able to do it too to like have deep conversations with people who are doing really beautiful things and they're just like I don't, I've, I've always said, like, it doesn't have to be, like, you're on a public stage, and you're doing this, and you're having a business. Like, like even the act of um, being a good friend or, like, running a mom's club or baking, making meals for your neighbors. Like, there's beauty in, like, the small communal things that we do to feel okay, mm-hmm. to feel sane and, and seen and heard and known. Mm-hmm. Those are the big words mm-hmm. for me. So I appreciate you coming. <laughs> You're welcome. So I want to talk about, we've talked about what it was like for your kids, each of them. And uh, I want to know what it was like for you specifically mm-hmm. to spend those two years. I mean, you can talk about like as a, as a coupleship, but I really am interested, like, was it you as a, as a human, like, how was the how were those two years for you and what was there anything you felt like you brought away from it or Mm -hmm. like it grew something in you that wasn't there before so I want to know about that Mm -hmm. um well so 
I mean, there's a lot, a lot in that. That's a really good question. Um, um, so I slip into like, what are we doing next mode? Like, okay, we've got this emergency. How are we going to handle it? We're going to do this. And I will plan and plan and plan and plan and sometimes forget to live. Yeah. Um, and so that, uh, that moving every week and having this new kind of turnover every week on one hand was, um, you know, fed that part of me where we're doing this and um, it's kind of prescripted and we get to do like see these amazing, amazing things. Yeah. Um, and, and then on the other hand, sometimes there was so much downtime when it was just us that I would get stir crazy because um, there wasn't external. It was hard to have phone calls with friends and it was hard, yeah. um, especially I would say even the whole first year. Like I felt like I couldn't leave the kids especially the two-year-old um and go take a walk yeah by myself I could do it early in the morning before they woke up and I treasured that time and I like cultivated a habit of just getting up and getting fresh air because I had to do that for myself every morning um but in terms of connecting with other people often like they weren't up when I was up or they were getting their kids ready for school you know like they couldn't have a conversation with me um so it was very isolating and um, stopping midday when someone was free, yeah, I would have to be like, oh, well, okay, so then we gotta stop homeschooling or like I can't make lunch right now or you know, whatever yeah. needed to happen to, to make time for those phone calls was really hard. Um, so I don't know, I mean, things that I've, I took from it for myself is um, I, I've always um, exercised, but um, after, after weaning my second, my last, child um so this is right before um well no this is the year before uh I kind of the weaning really hit me hit me hard really and I don't know if it was the um because it was my last or um or just different hormones or I nursed her longer than I did the boys because it just worked better for us and the life that we were in that at that point um but it it was really hard and it took like eight months and and finally starting to exercise First thing in the morning, I have to do this for me, even if it's four minutes and I would follow this woman on, you know, Instagram and do like a four minute thing. (laughs) Um, But being in the RV, I fell away from that and then finally was like, wait, what got me out of it last time was exercising outside, getting fresh air and being by myself and putting myself first, first in the morning. Um, And so uh, I've kept that habit, which has been great like I just get up early and I take care of myself and I go either go for a walk or go for a run or whatever I move outside um that's become a really big priority and that's some of my favorite like memories um you know is catching sunrises or you know like these places where I've gone for a run and then on the way back it's like oh where am I like Napa Valley and you know it's just like (laughs) there's hot air balloons like rising over there you know like there's some some of my favorite memories are ones by myself in those early moment moments yeah. um just kind of figuring out what I'm doing um are we talking like 5 a.m early we're talking like so no not in the RV <laughs> yes now <laughs> I get yeah, up pretty I mean, early I have to get up at 5 30 to get yeah. anything done get any kind of exercise yeah. done before the kids get up at 6 30 yeah. my alarm goes off at 5 30 but we were talking earlier um off off recording about insomnia like so I'll wake up yeah. if I wake up I have a hard time going back to sleep. Me too. Um, and if it's close enough to 5.30, I'll just go ahead and get up. Right. 
Um, 3 a.m. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'll try. try. I'll try to get back to sleep. <laughs> it's 4.30. I'm like, just get Oh, up. yeah. No, just it's done. <laughs> we might as well start the day. And then I'm asleep. Like right. 9.30. Vicious cycle. <laughs> I fall asleep at like 8.30 yeah. reading to the kids. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. So some of that self-care, um, just because there aren't, aren't there weren't as many distractions, there weren't as many invitations, there weren't as many opportunities of you know oh the picking party's happening and oh there's the art crawl and there's you know like these things that we the know all of these yeah actually um some one of your friends I just saw was talking about how like there's all these things that we could do but like a weekend down with the ones you love doing Christine. these simple things is just actually that's kind of where like life happens yeah um, Christine that was yeah. good that was in response to me saying like we didn't get anything done but it felt good right so there was I feel like there was a lot of that time and it was a tricky balance of like being bored and squashed and having no external stimulation and also getting to really intensely know my kids and myself a lot better and my husband um and and going through cycles of when it was working and when it wasn't yeah um but um another I guess another really big thing that I learned um I told you I was a teacher, so I'd done classroom experience, but I had never homeschooled. And um, that had a new layer of expectations and um, pressure that I put up, you know, put on myself and just yeah. not knowing what to do and figuring it out. Um, and the, um, the one of the people that I started following is, is Julie Bogart. She has a company called Bra- Brave Writer. And um, her number one biggest thing is that it's connection over achievement so you know if you're working on a math thing and and there's tears like there's no learning happening like this is this is just like it's the relationship that needs you know like that needs to be first like you're the coach and you're the you know the partner the side along um so really digging into like how children learn and their brains and like my kids in in particular um really opened my eyes and really like I think before the trip I was on a certain path where I was really invested in the school and the community and serving others mm-hmm. um frankly to the detriment of my own like family like yeah. I would I would turn a blind eye to my kids and what they needed right because I was so such a public public face and um so it, you know I wouldn't have I didn't necessarily choose it I mean it wouldn't I wouldn't I don't know. I would do it again now, but at, um, I think getting off of that track and taking a pause um, and getting to basically say, like, what do we want this life to look like? Yeah. How, what do we know about our kids? What do they like to do? Like, who are they? Um, was like, in addition to the amazing things we saw, like that was the biggest thing that I took was like, what do I want? What do I want my life to look like? What, what do I want to? How, what kind of mom do I want to be? Yeah. Like, am I this, like, mom who's not, doesn't really understand and just tells them what to do, you know? Or, like, am I really going to partner with them and, like, value the fact that they're individuals who are trying to figure this out, too, you know? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. And I think that, like, not a lot of people have that. Once the the hubbub of school starts, like, even though I have the time, more of the time because I'm still at home, and so I... I'm at the school a lot. <laughs> like the hubbub of three kids and three teachers and my daughter who's in middle school who has like six teachers or no, four total, 
for six classes. Mm-hmm. Like that, like keeping keeping all that straight and really connecting and checking in with the kids. It gets hairy. Like I have a binder of like for each kid and each school and like what I'm supposed to be remembering and mm-hmm. it's picture day today. My kids went dressed as ninjas, whatever. <laughs> One of them like had a black. He wanted to be Cole from Ninjago. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to wear all black which meant he had an inside-out shirt on and black shorts mm-hmm. for picture day. Perfect. And I was like, listen, you just go on. <laughs> and the other one had all red on, and his clothes were right side out. But they were all red and all black. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to roll with this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But keeping track of, like, when all that stuff is. Mm-hmm. It gets hairy, mm-hmm. you know, with multiple children in multiple mm-hmm. schools. I read a really good book. My friend um, in San Francisco would recommend this book called Time to Parent. I don't know the author offhand, but she kind of talked about, like, there's four quadrants of parenting, like teach and provide Mm -hmm. and then arrange. Mm -hmm. And um, I forget what the other one is, which is, like, the actual love, (laughs) like the actual, like, connection part. Yeah. And so, like, we spend so much time um, either in the providing or teaching, right? Like, we're all the all the stuff that we yes. do like that we think that we need to do for them and, and teach them to do and then um i think especially for moms like we spend so much time in the arranging like all the behind scenes like how you're going to get yeah. from point a to point b and, and doctors signing up and, and, and filling out this application and getting documenting all of this stuff and you know all of that and then we just like don't have any energy left for that actual connection piece yeah. which I mean, same thing with the homeschooling and dealing with it in the RV and here at home. Just, like, you got to do all these things. we got to check all these boxes off. Like, you've got to – like, we're not going to throw you back into fifth grade and be like, hey, good luck with fifth grade math. Yeah. <laughs> Hope that was fun. Like, good luck. Uh, you know, like, I want to make sure that I'm preparing you for your next step. And um, Is your nine-year-old in fifth grade? No, he's going to be in fourth grade. But that was always okay. my, like, oh, fifth grade math. That yeah. sounds, like, really intense. Intense. <laughs> like, you know, like in second grade, you're like doing this stuff, and then it's like, oh, well, we've taken three years off. I mean, we only ended up doing two, but now, like, good luck. Like, I hope See that ya. you can just do all those Decimal fractions. fractions. And, yeah, exactly. Bye. So that's why we, you know, just had to, you arrange all these things and, and make the lists and check the boxes, and then you don't, like, you forget that there's a person there who's, yeah, you know, trying to figure it out too. You're not just the admin exactly. for their life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I do feel like the admin a lot. Like administrative duties, that's what like which is a role that yeah. needs to be done. Yeah. I mean it you, you, we can't, you know, like that role has to be done. Yeah. And maybe we can like start pairing off things that we think in that role has to be done, but right. that role still has to happen, you yeah. know. Um so it's not like you can't do it, but it's remembering that like that's not the only Part of parenting well and that people who are working full-time and doing yes. all that stuff yes and who still find time to connect like mm-hmm. that that to me is beautiful and amazing like mm-hmm. how do you, I don't know <laughs> I can barely you know we have our little things that we connect on like we always do bedtime where I read to them mm-hmm. um, my daughter's sort of over it right now she's like mom I've read this book I'm like well I, you've read every book in the house but they haven't read this book, and you haven't heard me read it with all the voices, so mm-hmm. get your butt in here. Mm-hmm. She's like, can I just go read my own book? I'm like, no. <laughs> you can just be bored in here with me. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our one 
big connection. And then dinner time where we do highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me the good, tell me the bad. Sometimes they're like, no highs. I'm like, well, tell me about what happened. <laughs> mm. So you do that every day, di- like yeah. every night at dinner? at dinner? Yeah. I would say, I mean, some nights we d- are like hairy, yeah. harried. And so, like, I'm rushing out the door tonight for, like, Girl Scouts or sure. whatever at 5.30. So dinner is like this mm-hmm. affair. Mm-hmm. But at least, I would say, four nights out of seven. Mm-hmm. That happens. We, we say our thankfuls. So, like, everybody says something that they're thankful for, which basically translates yeah. to highs. But yeah. I haven't thought about adding like a highs and lows that's a really good idea yeah it's good i think that i mean some kids come home and say they had nothing good or nothing bad happen it was just all meh i'm like i don't think you're really thinking about your day or checking in with yourself or mm-hmm. being aware of what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. and then inevitably that kid will have a breakdown at bedtime and like the whole day was horrible and they're crying and i'm like what you said nothing happened bad at lunch. at dinner. You said it was fine. Mm-hmm. Now it's now eight it's o'clock and out. you're sobbing in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> that mostly happens with my male children, who aren't really checking in with themselves emotionally. Right. Not my female child, who's super checked in with her emotions. Super, super checked in. She'll tell you all about them all the time with her large vocabulary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We haven't gotten quite there yet. I have to pull from my my two older are boys, and I have to kind of pull from, especially the oldest. And yeah, but yeah, the youngest today, she was getting ready for school, and she's like, "I hope that all the kids like me at school today." And I was like, "Oh, me too. I hope I hope all your new friends do." You know, it's just she's talking about it in a totally different. (laughs) Okay, yes, totally different way. Yeah, we never talked about that. Getting ready for pre-k before <laughs> you know like he was just like what are you gonna play with today blocks yeah. excellent Good. that'll be fun that'll be nice mm-hmm. try to make a new friend yeah. <laughs> do you remember any of the kids in your class no no nope. we played ninjas though mm-hmm. who did you play ninjas <laughs> with i don't know this boy <laughs> yeah another another boy he has red hair or whatever mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> and then she's like well there's this one girl who blah, 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 and there's this boy that i like who blah, blah, blah. i'm like oh okay and his name is <laughs> right <laughs> okay i guess this is how it is Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. And I started out on that end with like a super chatty, super mm. connected, super emotional, super detailed, talkative little female. And then I had Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky who kind of just went along to get along and then fell apart on me. And I was like, what's happening? He was chewing his fingernails. Like he was having like some pretty deep anxiety, but he getting to the root of it like what was happening mm. was so difficult mm-hmm. for to un, to figure out and I don't know if that's like a stereotype but mm. with my boys specifically I'm like what is happening like they would do these really weird aggressive things or anxious things I'm like what mm-hmm. you want to talk about mm-hmm. they're like nothing's wrong I'm like okay they say through like tears right <laughs> I feel like I have the same conversations with my husband though mm. <laughs> are you okay fine I'm like okay okay and then later well all this stuff happened Mm. (laughs) he'll get like a like a I don't know like a breaking point and be like oh I just really need to talk about this and it'll be such a weird moment like I'm making dinner or it's like 10 p.m. or I'm like where did this come from Mm -hmm. so yeah I feel you how do we get there I don't remember um, what, <laughs> what I oh what I learned on the road about myself yeah. and parenting, I just 
Those are good things. Yeah. Those are beautiful things. Yeah. It was, I really, um, I mean, if nothing else, just that time together. And we knew that, that would be precious time. Like, we knew that setting out. But now, like, like getting the fruits of it. Yeah. Even though it was hard and isolating at times. Like, now, um, and, like, just a different lens and a different perspective on moving forward, I think it's, like, made it all so great. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Really, really, like... Ooh, that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. <laughs> so you're done with road school, you're done. your RV life. Yes. And you're back in town at your house. Yes. Which uh, had some problems. And right. Yes. <laughs> brought you back sooner than you thought. Yeah. And so what is it like to transition to stationary school and the kids are in public school mm-hmm. which is a different you went from homeschool to like and fourth grade and you're out you're and home. preschool right and what's is it second grade? second grade mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, how does that feel well so that's really new the sum so the moving back and being stationary let's address that first because um the summer was rough because we had this bathroom um Again, Joe's a learner and like master of all, and so he wanted to do it himself. Um, we had done an addition, and he just like wasn't really happy with the craftsmanship of paying someone to do. You know, like you yeah. walk around and you just like see all the all of the, the little things little things. That drive you crazy. Yes, and he was like, "Well, at least if I do it, like I'll blame myself or I can do it again." <laughs> <laughs> um, and so a lot of the summer was like him finishing work, closing the computer and changing and getting to work on the bathroom, which yeah. was just really hard for him um, and for all of us because I felt bad planning anything because I knew we had to do the bathroom, but also I couldn't really help with the bathroom. And right. I, my job was to watch the kid. You know, it was just like, it was just kind of like, oh, we've been doing all this great stuff and now we're stuck in our house. Doing physical labor. Doing physical labor. Good time. Fixing a bathroom. Demoing and starting over again in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that, and uh, at the time also we were still, uh, we had reservations at our house for Airbnb. So we we had oh. kept our house and done short-term rentals with a property manager. Right. Which we mentioned um, last time, but anyway we were so we had these like deadlines like okay we've got um we think we can fix it by july 12th that's when we have three reservations weekends in a row so we so like i made all these plans we'll do a three-week trip we'll go you know down south then we'll go out to the mountains with our friends and then we'll go up north and visit my sister and her new baby and then we'll um come back after those three weeks well then we just had all this pressure to get this bathroom done we'd like do, do the the calendar and it was like okay so we can seal the shower and hope that the guests don't take a shower until the next morning because oh then it'll gosh. be 24 hours and then I was like what are we doing like we're fixing our bathroom so that other people can use it and maybe not mess it up <laughs> like yeah. what uh, it doesn't make any sense so did you end up canceling all those reservations we ended up canceling it which was like a financial hit it still is a financial hit because they've feed us they they find us for all of it um oh man yeah so like a lot of financial stress and so if you have like a problem with your property and you need to repair it you get a fine for canceling is it so far out um this particular company um be when they canceled through airbnb or verbo or whoever they used um because it was shorter notice like within the 30 days airbnb charged them for the fee anyway 
And so they just passed those fees on to us. Okay. Um, so basically we owed them for the reservation. Oh. Which, yeah, like not even just this part of the reservation they would have profited from, but like the right. whole reservation. So, Man. yeah, that was um, not a not a great situation. But so it is. So anyway, it, it was not the ideal smooth, like, okay, we're back. And also like camping's going to be a big priority. Like we don't, we can't go anywhere this weekend because we've got to work on the bathroom. And, you know, right. the, like we can't really go do and explore Nashville either because we've got to do the bathroom and we right. don't have money to go to this festival. Do the or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we got to pay for not having other people stay here because we've got to stay here to do the bathroom. Right. Um, so this summer was a little bit, it was a little bit rough and also just um, being here where there are people and like I've got the kids all during the day so I can take them during the day but Joe's got to sit and work. So yeah. him getting a social experience at all was real like we just he just had to be like okay I've got to go get drinks with a friend like yes go like get out of the house do it um and that really helped in and taking off those deadlines of the bathroom so so anyway it's just um that transition home was um not ideal but so it is and we we made it and that's yeah. fine um and then uh my son broke his arm at oh. the tomato festival. Oh no! I know. Right after the fun run, playing at the playground, he fell off the monkey bars. Oh man! Um, so that, you know, that really stinks, and it's our first broken bone, and we had to deal yes. with that. But like, how ironic, right? We've been gone for two years, and one of my major concerns was like, if something happens, and Joe's at the RV, and I'm out with the kids, and I've got to find medical care, and then yeah. I got to figure out how to get Joe to us because he doesn't have another car to get to us. And right. Anyway. Never had a problem on the road. And now we have a broken arm. <laughs> so we like drove to Vanderbilt. No problem. It's fine. Well, he broke, broke the growth plate. So, oh, no. Yeah, we have to um, basically be here in February to check on it. Yes. So our, our original thought was we'll try to do this um, uh, like a mishmash of travel and community. So we'll stay in Nashville and like let those friendship you know roots really deepen and maybe do a sports season or like some of that stuff we can't do on the road right and then we'll travel maybe in the winter and our plan was to go to Spain um and do a couple of countries around Spain like a three-month trip but um, you have to be here but we have to be here for the arm so when we have to be here and then we're like well maybe we could do like a trip in January and then we're looking at the finances and it's like well but with all this bathroom you know like yeah we can't we could we could pay for it out of savings but that doesn't make any sense like yeah. we don't need to do that again so Basically, it was like, okay, we're here. <laughs> like, we're here in Nashville, at least for this year. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, I never wanted – I mean, homeschooling was not my – I want to have kids and homeschooling them. That was never my plan. Right. Like, I was homeschooling out of necessity to, do to be on the road. Right. And if we aren't traveling, I don't want to homeschool. Right. <laughs> That's not how I want to use my brain power. Yeah. Um, and so I started thinking, like, I want to get a job. Like, I want to, like, I'm ready to move on to the next phase of my life. Yeah. Um, because my youngest is going to be in pre-K this year. And that's when I was going to start, like, get, you know, getting it out of the out of the house real part-time. Like, really kind of plug myself back into what I want to do and what I want to focus on. Right. Um, and so, anyway, that's kind of been, like, the latest is that we are now back in school. The boys have started. Everyone's in school. And um, my youngest is at a PDO. And it's, it's like, almost like the last two years never happened. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
it's really it's bizarre. And go to school. What? It is. <laughs> it's like we wake up and now we have a total, we have totally different circumstances, but it's like, yeah, yeah we're back. We're plugged. Joe's coaching soccer, or not soccer, what? coaching the baseball team. And, nice. Um, I'm applying for jobs and I've started this podcast. And yes. So. so I want to talk about your podcast. Okay. Let's talk about your <laughs> podcast. Let's talk about your podcast. Okay. So I've listened to probably like four or five episodes, so, oh. but I'll let you describe. Well, I'm impressed because it's, it's for littler kids. I mean, I know, but, I, you know, yeah. I was curious. I'm like, you're coming on as a guest. I'm going to listen. There, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so I was driving with my daughter to go visit um, Grandma and Grandpa, and um, just I couldn't, we didn't have any CDs because we had left them all in the RV and we had flown home. This was back in May. And so I was like, oh, let's find a Pandora station with toddler music or preschool music. And, like, yeah. all of the music is so overhyped and just, like... I think the word you're looking for is insipid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to learn these songs. I don't want these songs stuck in my yeah. head. I just, you know, and they're just, oh, so it's too much. So I was like, oh, well, do you know this song? You know, and she was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I realized there were all these songs that I knew that she didn't, no, because we just, yeah. you know, hadn't sung them together. And um, so then we've started playing games where she'll, like, name an animal. And I'll remember a song that, you know, has that animal in it. Yes. And I'll sing the song, and she'll find the animal in the song. And So um, I was like, well, I could make a podcast about this. Because I, I started listening to podcasts, like, while washing the dishes in mm-hmm. the RV, because it was, like, a big hour job every night and needed something to do. Um so I like the formatting of podcasts where it's yes. shows and it's self-produced and you don't have to go through anything, as you know. To, yes. You know, you don't have to get anybody's approval. You just nope. do it. <laughs> um, and so I just started doing it. So it's a it's a sing-along, um, really short, sweet episode, simple, just me, acoustic, um, often with my little one singing with me. And um, it's just for parents who either want to connect with their kids and do this like shared you know these are songs that I'm doing are like public domain so like pre-1930s so you know the traditional like whose is that doggy in the window and um you know all the mother goose and just the songs that we know from our childhood you know growing up in America um and uh, so, A, it's for people who want to connect with their kids and share that, um, you know, communal, every, you know, songs that a lot of our imagery and literature come from and, and stuff. And then also for parents who, for example, in the car just need their kid to talk to somebody else. Yeah. Like, just zone out to like just be happy (laughs) going for a ride so I did really short episodes that you could you know either do on a long road trip or just like going to school drop-off and having to wait in the pickup line and you've got these toddlers that you just woke up from nap to go sit in a car line (laughs) why not just put on this little sing-along and everybody can be happy and you can you know like check Instagram or something I don't know just check out and not have to answer questions (laughs) (laughs) That's what the show's for. <laughs> That's what we often turn on. This, um, like, really short kids podcast called Circle Round. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a 20-minute story, often with a moral. <laughs> and the kids are like, can we? Because they'll just be like, wah, 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 wah. in the morning, I'm like, and play. Yes. And go. Mm-hmm. Driving to school. Sometimes you just need someone else to talk to your kids yeah. <laughs> and entertain them for a minute. <laughs> 
Um, have you ever heard of the mosquito song? No. The mosquitoes are singing, oh hark. <laughs> and they always come out in the dark. They have, what is it? Something made for the night. They have something made for the night, and they always know just where to bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. My sister, my older sister taught me that song. I don't remember where she got it, but I was like, what? Tell me <laughs> what this great. song is. I think it's like a poem from the, I think it's a song from the 20s. Okay. And there's different, it's sort of evolved as all children's songs do. Mm-hmm. Like you remember most of it. And like what I just sang is probably not the original. The exact <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But they evolve. And that's what I love yeah. about, I love that about children's songs. Right. So, right. I remember that's a camping themed one. <laughs> what, camping? Or I have like a creepy crawly one that I've oh, got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like any sort of like itsy bitsy spider and yes. a couple of bugs. The others. <laughs> yeah, bugs and insects and. Things. about worms and there's so many songs about worms i feel like weren't there like i remember like they're just being big fat juicy ones yes. short fat slimy ones it's oh how they wiggle and worms. Worms. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> but i love that now i can't find where i used to i looked up that poem one time and then um oh they have spectacles they have spectacles made for the night. You gotta make spectacles with your fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a camp song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lead I lead a camp um, for a week every summer. I do the music for a camp, and so I feel like I have this library of camp songs mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. Between that and Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. this was like a VBS, and this the, and then Girl Scout songs. It's like mm-hmm. I have a library of songs. Yeah. Silly well, camp like, songs in my head. Once you start doing it, you're just like a um, like a jukebox. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, do you Mom, have a sing so- that song about... Exactly. Do you know a song about fire? Yes, I do. Let's uh-huh. see. I know a bunch of songs <laughs> about fire. Here we go. You know, it's like the, like that game you play in the car where you, like, come up with a category and then everybody's got to sing a lyric with that category. Oh. I mean, it's mostly for there's older a, yeah, people like who've been exposed. Yeah, there's, like, a board game that's that, too. For singing? Yeah, it's oh, like that. Except I get... Like, they're like, sing a song about stars, and you have to come up with as many songs about stars as you can. Mm-hmm. And I'll get stuck on the first one and be like, wait, now I can't get this one out of my yeah, head. Yeah, it's in my head. I gotta sing the whole song. I gotta sing the whole <laughs> song, but it's like a timed thing. And I'm like, shoot, dang it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing, though, how, the, how songs get implanted in your memories and how songs can bring you right back to yes. either that time you learned it or where you used to sing it all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I don't, it, I'm surely there's been brain research about it, but the connection with that memory and because music is so amazing for brains, like crossing from left to right with rhythm yeah. and logic and timing and, you know, ly- lyrics and language. And, just, and that you can store songs. We, like people who have lost their ability to speak can still sing mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Like, that is fascinating to me. It's stored in a different uh-huh. place. And I think um, I read a study about dementia patients, like, yeah. you know, having no, like, their mental f- faculties are have left, but the researchers will um, sing a song but sing the wrong lyrics, and they will have like, noted nope. that they'll the dementia patient will cringe. Like, maybe they oh. can't sing the song, or they don't, you know, they can't sing along, but if you sing the wrong lyrics they cringe like they that's you know, yeah it's not right yeah they know that that's not how it goes that's it's amazing. the brain is fascinating, it is fascinating. especially around music there's mm-hmm. this i started a choir 
at my daughter's middle school, which is really intimidating. <laughs> All these kids looking at me like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I still feel like I'm like an idiot kid because, I mean, I have more experience than a 12-year-old, but sometimes I'm like, why am I in charge? Wait. So I was teaching. I wrote when I was advertising the choir I was talking about the benefits of communal singing and mm-hmm. how scientists have studied what happens to bodies when you sing communally mm-hmm. and how all your heart rates sync up mm-hmm. and like you're imbued with this I don't know what hormone it releases like oxytocin or whatever that's mm-hmm. in your body um, or dopamine like I don't know what it releases but like you experience a sense of like well-being and euphoria and euphoria mm-hmm. when you're singing with like other people mm-hmm. as a choir mm-hmm. and I'm like that is what? <laughs> so that's part of why I started this podcast too, because um, last some of our friends uh, hosted like an annual Christmas sing along where we would go and do carols. Yes. And um, and I've kind of always been the natural song. Like I'm not, I'm not really a soloist or a, but I'm a song leader. Like right. I can stay on pitch and I mean generally. And <laughs> and Struggle I love singing like together, yes. you know, and, and leading that is fun for me. Um, and you know, after that party, my friend was like, "Oh, you should always come so that you can lead the songs." And I was like, "I'd love to. I love that role." Yeah. And then we were in Mexico, and had um, Joe picked up the ukulele. Uh, and was teaching himself to play. And so we would sing, you know, I would sing and he would do the ukulele and figure out the chords um, while we were traveling. And in Mexico, we met up with some friends. Yeah. And um, one night by the fire just had like a, you know, really into the late night (laughs) sing-along, which was just like so fun. And these are college friends that like, we'd never done a sing-along together before. Like (laughs) this wasn't what we did in college, but like now is like older adults and like we were just hanging out in Mexico and our kids were all asleep and yeah. I mean it was just so beautiful yeah um I was like man Those I are my... really love singing and singing with people yes and I don't ever do this like you know I mean I just so I, I feel like I should be in an adult choir somewhere like I miss that mm-hmm. I know there are there like are different yeah. choirs in Nashville that I could join mm-hmm. they're always sort of on nights where I feel like I have responsibilities that I would be shirking <laughs> if I did them. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to commit to things as an yeah. adult, especially as a mother of young children. Yeah. It's really hard to commit. I feel like I'm ba- I bail a lot. Like, oh, I was supposed to do this. Yeah. Well, I can't come because right. it took me two hours to get everybody to get in the stinking bed. Right. Or, you know, Matt had to work late, and so he got home, and I, like, right. we couldn't do the handoff well. And, right. like, I've I've got friends that um, do it and do it well. Like I'm thinking about one of my friends is in a choir here in town and she does, I mean, she, it's a priority and they have a, you know, she has a babysitter and she's got it lined up and this is something that she does on the regular. And then the other part of me is like, Oh wait, also she works full time. Like Mm -hmm. for me, that's where my like making, like I've got to do this. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to pay money to do this. Right. And also I'm going to pay someone else to, to stand in for me. You know, like so I, can. I like feel like I, and it's not true. It's like, you know, obviously we have work as a family and have a family budget, like you said, but it's yeah. still this weird, like, I feel like I need to get permission from someone <laughs> to make that a priority because yeah. where you spend your money is, you know, where yeah. your priorities are. So mm. I don't, I don't prioritize myself. <laughs> but I do sing a lot. For free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so do you. I do. For free. For free. That's fun. That's awesome. <laughs> so I want everybody to check out your 
podcast. So where can we find? And you wrote a whole blog about all oh, this yeah. stuff. I have a couple blogs. Yeah. A couple of blogs. Well, a couple, you know, false starts, like things that worked. And then, and then I filled up like pictures. So I, when we started, I, I started a blog called Outside the Slides, which okay. is still up. And it's basically like our first seven months on the road. Okay. I would do a week. Every week I would do an update of where we were that week, like by destination. And, so stalkers um, could find you uh, real easily. Well, I would post it after. I would post it afterwards. I was a little bit cognizant about that. Um, I didn't put like we're at site number forty six. And you can find us between Friday night at seven, and, and we leave the RV unlocked most of the time. <laughs> um, so I had this outside the slides, um, and it's still a WordPress blog. You can find it if you want to read it. Um, but then I was like months behind in yeah. posting. And I started filling up the media, like the library, the free, oh, you know, it's yeah. like, I'm not going to pay money to host pictures that I'm really, you know, I'm really just kind of writing so that, I know, I know, there's <laughs> other, I didn't figure it out. And also, it's like, these aren't the things I want to write about. Like, I don't want to write a, a journal. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of, I started it because I needed to, to do that yeah. um, and talk to the people at home and like my mom would read it, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. But once we were in it, I was like, I don't have time for this. I gotta right. work, and I've gotta homeschool these kids, and yeah. So I started a, another blog later um, that I still have now. It's called uh, NowTakeOff.com, um, kind of with the idea of a family travel. Yeah. So like you know, take off as a family, but then also some of this like discovery and like I, I kinda, I'm really interested in this pivot place where women are when when their kids are getting to that point of independence. Yeah. And like, okay, so great you're supposed to like go be an adult again but like I kind of forget I don't even know what I like anymore right because I've put all that aside I've not done any of that for so long so because that's where I've been um you know for a while it's like what's my next step like what am I gonna do now that I don't have to have that primary um you know role of of having dependent children right so little um so anyway out of that um kind of like came this like podcast idea of oh well here's something I can do for people with young I love singing these songs and working with little kids and I've only got one more little kid um so let me record with her while I can Mm -hmm. and so anyway the podcast is called um sing along with Mandy podcast and it's on all the um on fine podcast apps all all the fine podcast apps or at (laughs) nowtakeoff.com Now take off dot com. <laughs> I don't talk like that on the podcast. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I guess my last question is like if you if somebody's listening to this and they're like, Oh my gosh, I wanna do this, what would you tell them? Mm-hmm. Would you be like, Don't, it's crazy? <laughs> no Or you're like, here here's a list of things like like check 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 like yeah. what would you say what would you say to somebody who's like oh my gosh I totally want to do this sure. tell me how sure so there's a couple so um I, like practically mm-hmm. money yeah so have we, some I mean you gotta have some money <laughs> so either I mean you know whether or not you're looking at like how can we move our family and work remotely you know that's one thing yeah or are we gonna take like a gap year or a gap six months or a gap three months and we need to save up yes. for that. So, like in either case, I would say if this is a dream, just start putting some money aside for it and making it real. Because 
um, the only reason we could buy the RV is because we had our emergency fund. Now that I would that was not the smartest thing financially for us to do. It's for sure. I, I know that. <laughs> um, but having that pot of money made it possible. Yeah. Um, and we struggled for a few months after that because there were a lot of expenses on the road that yeah. we didn't anticipate. But um, having that little bit of savings up front, I would say if, if anyone is interested in doing that in any capacity, just start putting money aside for it. Yeah. Um, and know whether or not that's possible depending on your lifestyle. You know, it's, it's I, don't, I don't know. What do you feel like it ran you per week to sort of be on the road? Like sites and gas and... Sure. Um, I don't know weekly, but I do know monthly. So yeah, we would, I would budget $900 a month for camping reservations. Okay. That was going off of like a $30 a night average. Right. Um, that's pretty expensive rent. That's can pretty expensive rent. It's not as much as our mortgage, but right. someone else was paying our mortgage, you know, by renting it out at right. our house. So it was cheaper than we were, what we were used to. Um, but in the Northeast, it was a lot more expensive. Really? In the Southwest, there's a lot of BLM land. You can stay for free on government what land. What BLM mean? Um, Bureau of Land Management. Okay. And um, that land you can just stay on for free for up to 14 days. Okay. So some of the more expensive places that we would stay that, you know, like a national park would be $35 a night with no amenities, like this right. is Bryce Canyon, I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, like no hookups, nothing. But it was thirty-five dollars to stay right there at the park every okay. night, versus um, staying on public. You know, we could we could average it out. So it was about nine hundred dollars a month for just camping reservations. Okay. Um, groceries. Honestly, I did a, a guest blog post on this for my friend um, at RVMiles.com. I'll put a plug in for them. Um, our grocery bill went up significantly on the road. Really? Significantly. Part of it is because um, my kids were growing. So yes. instead of having like a seven and a five-year-old now, I have like a nine and a seven-year-old boys who are eating hungry, Hungry. Hungry <laughs> children. Um, but the other part is that sometimes we would be in these places where we were grocery shopping basically at a glorified gas station. And yeah. like an onion is 75 cents. And, Ooh. you know, it was just that's that was we weren't going to drive an hour to go get yeah. groceries yeah more than once so we're like we got to buy it all here and yeah. that's the closest we could do so so some of it depending on how remote our location was and also california is expensive really oh it's so expensive you think all the foods grown there it wouldn't be that pricey mm, no nope. because they don't have to ship it anywhere expensive. gas is expensive diesel is expensive everything i mean it was like it would be like four dollars a gallon and then we would fly home and be home and it was like two dollars a gallon <laughs> dang like it completely different world and then baja like mexico was cheap yeah so cheap that's when i had quit my job in december so um january was my last paycheck and then we were in mexico for february and march and it was yeah. like it didn't even matter we saved money because the, the food was so inexpensive and right. um and also, I wasn't trying to do, like, recipes. I would just go to the store and, and see what I could make. So right. Because I didn't know what ingredients I'd even find, you know, <laughs> like, like, when we were oh. first there. Grill so, up some cactus. Yeah, okay. exactly. exactly. Um, My kids hate that, by the way. I did it, and they were like, look. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the two, like, the camping reservations and the um, groceries went up. But the other thing, too, is that, I mean, when your home moves – there are expenses because yeah. um, it breaks. Yeah, I mean, parts of the living would break or parts of the actual vehicle would break, yeah. and it's expensive to maintain a motor that big. 
Um, so you're still looking at like the same kind of budget as if you were stationary. Yeah, I had a, I had like a separate, so I have like an Excel spreadsheet with my budget because I'm a budget nerd. But um, <laughs> they, I had I had line items that are specifically camping. So like I just moved those, so those don't aren't in my budget anymore. Okay. There's probably like six. All the rest were you know the same, yeah. maybe different degrees. Like we didn't eat out as much. We ate right. we ate out once a week mostly, sometimes twice. Um, mostly to get like a sense of the local fare. Right. But here in Nashville, like, we'll... We'll just go to the store. We'll just go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're trying to pare that down. Like, we don't want to... Yeah. You know, we got to save money at this point. Right. So. Um, Man. Yeah. Oh, you. so you asked, like, what would other advice? So besides yes. money. Besides which, money. Obviously, I mean, that's like, you've got to somehow, you got to make it work, like, logistically. Right. Um, but there's lots of remote jobs, depending on what your skill set is or um, how... I think like the digital nomad, like this is a true thing and people yeah. are making it work or travel nursing or, I mean, there's so many options um, to even try. I, I, what I would say is do it, just do it because A, you're always going to remember, you're always, you know, at the end of your life, are you going to regret what you didn't do? Like, right. you know, that saying, it's like, yeah. you look back and it's like, you regret the things you didn't do, not the things you tried. Right. And also, and one thing that we learned is just nothing is permanent nothing nothing is permanent if you yeah. look up and you don't like it go home yeah who cares i mean if you, like sitting putting the kids back in school you know we were just like well if it's really not working this is not a permanent decision this is not forever yeah we can always pull them out again we could send them to another school like yeah. it's not i think i've been able to release some of that like the decisions we're making now are dictating the rest of our days we're really like we're just writing one chapter at a time and so just do it do it i love that i say do it (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well this has been the most fun i've had in weeks oh great (laughs) i'm so glad you got to come on i'm so glad that we got to have a second conversation and um i'm just really excited it's so it's so cool to hear like i in my head i have this you know, fantastical vision of like what that would be like for our family. And I think, I don't know if that would work really well for our dynamics, but I can live a little bit vicariously through you and be like that. I mean, I would probably want to do that as a mom, but I don't know that our whole family dynamics, because I have a husband who's really indoorsy Mm -hmm. as opposed to outdoorsy. He's Mm -hmm. very indoorsy. You know, you'd be surprised how much time we actually spent in the RV. Really? So for someone who likes to travel, um, you're carrying your own hotel room with you. Yeah. So it's not like you've got to unpack your bags every night. And That's like, true. we spent so much time in the actual RV, you know, either bad weather or, yeah. or just because we need to get schoolwork done or it was cooler in the RV or hotter in the RV or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it, it was, I mean, I think that if they're, you know, that homebody kind of idea because it was our family actually we met some people on the road in Maine they were taking one year off they're from Phoenix we met them in Maine and Acadia and then we just followed them on Instagram and you know followed their journeys and then we met up with them again in Bryce so it's like almost six months later wow and we've become good friends we've um now they're off the road they ended up doing 18 months okay um but she was really worried about her oldest child because he was such a homebody when they first got off and he was I think 10 when they left I think he's 12 now um and she realized during the trip that it wasn't being at home home 
and and the physical building or like the community right. it was being with the family that right. he really loved and wanted that time and so because they were together in the same like they lived in a um there was a bouncer uh, a RV. Bouncer. It's, it was another it's another uh, class a um it's got like a kangaroo <laughs> like in his, <laughs> it's the bouncer um but anyway it was he, I have to Google this. He, he she just learned that it wasn't the community it, it what what her son needed was just a time with the family and having that consistent place where they had their family time together so traveling was no big deal because they were in their their own rv moving from space to space with their family i think about that too like you know when you're almost like a little snail dragging your shell around mm-hmm. and you don't really miss you know i i i have feel like i have a far more nomadic temperament than at least two members of my family mm-hmm. who would be like ugh <laughs> but um you know maybe that's somewhere down the line for mm-hmm. us where i can convince him like okay just like 3 months just like yeah, like summer, 1 right. month just like right there's a family down the street who homeschools but they they RV every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like they have a group of friends and they go and they stay at a campsite with those people. They Airbnb out their house. Mm-hmm. And when they've saved up enough money from Airbnb, then they go to like Cabo mm-hmm. or like the Virgin Island. Like, mm-hmm. so they're like, woohoo, this is just how we travel. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, one of their, one time their RV was almost swept away in a river, but when like it <laughs> flooded, and they, but it just, I, I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, the logistics of it, like actually happening, maybe a whole mm-hmm. different thing. And I usually am like the starry eyed one who's like, it's going to be great. Right. And then reality sets in. I'm right. like, oof. <laughs> well, so that's what happened when we first started talking about it. When my ki- when my boys were little, Yeah. we started, I started making lists and I started making plans. And then it was like, oh, but what's going to happen to our furniture that we just moved to Nashville with? And what's right. going to, you know, like, are we going to ask people to, you know. All of these, like, what ifs, what ifs, and it's just, like, I basically just, like, killed the dream by details. Yeah, I don't know if that's a phrase, but it should be. Um, and then when Joe lost his job that summer, two summers ago, it was kind of like, well, if this is going to happen, we're just going to do it. Yeah. And we kind of, we found this RV, and it was, like, that night, it was, we were, we were in Alabama, and we had our friends like overnight us start, like get into our house and overnight start checkbooks so that we could like buy it if we liked it in the morning oh and, man I mean, there's a whole other story behind there but it was kind of just like we looked at our, each other at my sister my sister-in-law's table and it was just like are we gonna do this like are we jumping because yeah at that point it was like we're gonna spend all this money it's a leap and we are jumping and we don't have all the plans yeah and we just did it and figured it out. And you just lost your job, and now we're going to spend all our savings. Yeah. Oh, well, at that point, he had gotten a job. <laughs> he had gotten the remote job. So we'd made the decision, at least, that we could be remote. Right. But we just, I mean, we just, like, jumped in, like, let go of the side of the pool and just did it. There we go. Um, what does he feel like? Does he feel like he actually was a part of the experience because he had to work so much? Or That's a really good question. I mean, that's some things that if we could do it differently, I would have, like, like, we spent a week in each place. Yeah. But the kids and I would get to do some stuff, but we would want to save it to do with Daddy on Saturday. Yes. Um, especially like the national park, you know, yeah. like actually hiking and, and stuff. Um, yeah, that was definitely, that was... Um, it would be hard to miss out on, feel like you were missing out on, like, we're, my, we're in this cool place, and I'm sitting here in my computer. Right, <laughs> right. Um, 
Yes. I mean, I think that there's layers of that where on one hand, um, like he made the experience happen for yeah. us. And, yeah. and that was like amazing. Like we, we couldn't have done it without him and without his like leadership, frankly. Yeah. Um, and he would plan the places and find the campgrounds. And like, he was amazing at like, I'm going to sit here and like my windshield is my window, yeah. you know, and finding like a great place to camp and park and, um, but on the other hand, yeah, it was, you know, it was like we're in a week in all these places, but we really only got to see it for like a day because daddy yeah. had to work. Yeah. You know, um, I would love to just like take off and travel, but that's, yeah. you know, financially not in the cards for us right, right now. Someday. Lottery. That's right. I don't play. play. <laughs> that's right. You can't win if you don't play. You can't right. win if you don't play. <laughs> I'm never going to win right. because I don't play. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Make a lot of money on my podcast. That's right. Wait, no, this no, is I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> it's all free. It's all free. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again for coming and uh, being part of this. And it's been delightful. And I get to hear all about your fascinating adventure. I mean, I've, I feel like it's been months of me like, oh, you're in town? Come over. And then it took all the way until you were really in town and staying in town for you to get over mm-hmm. to actually record this <laughs> thank you for having me you're welcome so thank you again to mandy for coming over and um twice and braving the uh the nashville heat which is over 100 and it just won't quit Ugh, every day come on summer come on september give it up i'm tired i'm hot so she braved the nashville heat and came over two weeks in a row and um, we recorded, but it was so lovely. And so thank you again to my guest, Mandy Wallace. And um, you can find her at nowtakeoff.com, um, which has her, um, her RV story and her road school story and, um, and also her podcast. And you can find her podcast uh, all over, find podcasty things all over the place. Um, wherever fine podcasts are found. So it's called Sing Along with Mandy Podcast, so you can find it all over the internet um, in your apps and iTunes and, you know, Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. So if you like what you heard today, um, go check her out. If you like what you heard on this podcast, um, you can go find us, um, find this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, listen to your podcast and rate it and leave a comment and that really helps people um, find us and also as I said at the beginning tons of ways to find us on the internet just look for ICU Mama Podcast on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook um, and you'll find us and you can email me Ariana Evans at Podcast at gmail.com and thank you so much for listening you guys have a lovely Monday if this is a Monday for you it is going to be for me by the time I post this So I see you. Go out there and do great things. Bye.